Welcome to the Transportation and Logistics Podcast, powered by Atlanta Dispatch and Humblebee Enterprises. I am very excited to welcome back a special guest. We have Dan Lindsay, who is the co-founder of Linkage Logistics, and more specifically to this conversation, he is the founder of the Broker Carrier Summit. And before we begin, the Dispatcher's Guide to the Galaxy is available now as an ebook and a physical book. And you can acquire your copy online from barnesandnobles.com or Amazon. And if you're into the ebook space, you can grab it from Apple. Truck drivers and what they do every single day that in turn allow us to have the quality of life that we have. I was raised by a trucker. And for that, you know, my heart is always out for the truckers. What does Truck Driver Appreciation Week mean to you? And is there anything you want to say to those hardworking drivers out there? Yeah, absolutely. So like yourself, my, my father was a truck driver for 30 years as well. And so uh, I, I appreciate the trucking industry. I appreciate everybody who spends their nights and weekends and weeks on end away from their families to, to do uh, one of the most thankless and overlooked jobs in our country or in any country, really, is the job of the truck driver. And so uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I started Linkage as a brokerage, our motto is, or our way of doing business revolves around three words. We appreciate you. And it's easy for brokers to appreciate their customers because the customers pay them. Uh, and it's easy to appreciate your employees because your employees do the work that allows your business to grow. But we also extend that appreciation to our carriers in actionable, meaningful ways. And so uh, during Truck Driver Appreciation Week, we are going out of our way to, to find ways to help our drivers and to, uh, to show our carriers that we appreciate them. Agreed there. Agreed. It is a thankless job for the most part and until last year. And I guess still in some places, even using the bathroom was, a, was, a, was an issue. Uh, definitely happy to be able to, because you have like an extensive background, your father was there for 30 years driving, you own a, a brokerage. If you had the magic wand, right? If you had a magic wand right here, what would be some of those ways you want to see truck drivers appreciated this week? Not only by the general public, but also by brokers, shippers, and if they're company drivers, even the motor carriers they drive for. Like, what are some of those ways in the perfect world folks would be celebrating uh, those drivers this week? Yeah, well, I think it's in the smallest ways uh, that we find the most appreciation. Like, you don't get, you don't know that your family appreciates it because they you know, buy you a new car, right? You, 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 you know they appreciate you by the way they approach you every single day day, uh, by the tone with which they speak to you, uh, by the, the times they go out of their way to help you solve a problem. So when we talk about appreciation, especially at Linkage, one of my brokers uh, sent me a, a, a team's message this morning saying, hey, it's Trucker Appreciation Week. Are you opposed to us Venmoing all of our drivers uh, a few bucks for lunch today? Okay. Yeah. yeah not, not at all. Because what that does, is it says, hey, we, we appreciate your work. We know that you are like us. You're human. You eat food. And you're on the road. You're probably eating McDonald's or Hardee's every freaking day of the week. Maybe go to Olive Garden today. Or maybe go somewhere else that you, you can have a, a higher quality meal and not have to sit in a drive-thru or at a truck stop um, to, to enjoy you know, a steak or something. So 
Yeah, yeah. Man, that's funny. The funny thing is, you know, I never thought about it until just then. I ate a whole bunch of Hardee's growing up. <laughs> oh, God. My father was a truck driver. <laughs> yeah. We lived in the drive through lane, man. <laughs> that is hilarious. But, hey, I even say, I tell these stories. We used to wait for those new burgers um, to see what they were about. <laughs> they had the hugest burgers back in the day. So Remember when the thick burgers came out? I was like, holy crap, what's going on here? we got to get some of those. You got mushrooms on this one? Oh, get out. Let's go. Right. <laughs> it, it's funny. I never thought about it. You just helped me uh, connect part of my childhood, man. <laughs> well, look, let's talk about the inaugural event, the Broken Carrier Summit that took place in April. Uh, again, we had you on stage back then to get the word out. So definitely happy to run it back since you're doing it again. Kickoff event back in April. Were folks shy or was it? Oh, true. So, in that format, let me ask this. Is it uh, somebody can just stand up where they are, where they're sitting, or do they come up to a microphone? Uh, at the first one in Indianapolis, they just asked where they were sitting. With this one in Tampa, we're expecting uh, an audience of between 250 and 350 people. And so it's, we're going to have more structure to it, but the feel and the flow is going to be the same. We want to make sure that everybody has equal access to ask their questions or to make their comments. Um, obviously, we have to have structure. We can't have someone go on a tirade, whether you're a panelist or a, or a, a person asking a question. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this evolves. And one of the things that we're doing is we're adding layers of content. So uh, at the Indianapolis event, it was all around best practices, how to combat double brokering, and uh, how to bridge the gap between carriers and brokers. We're adding layers like uh, we have a safety and compliance roundtable. So if you're a carrier, we, carrier, we want to add value to you by enhancing your understanding of your own safety and compliance requirements. That doesn't help brokers, except it does. Because if your carriers are more understanding about what their compliance requirements are, they'll be better carriers for you and for your customer. Also, we want brokers to sit in on that conversation and understand and learn just how many requirements carriers have to, have to go through, how many hoops they have to go through to haul your stuff. So we're trying to add layers, add value, uh, and, uh, and diversify the, uh, the, the content that, we, that we're providing them. Gotcha, gotcha. It makes sense, man. makes sense. And, you know, with that inaugural event, I can recall the freight market itself was – of all words, I say very oppressive, all right? It, it was margins that were paper thin. Carriers were being forced out of the market and or they had to park their trucks and cancel their insurance. So I feel like you're in a unique position, right? Uh, owning a brokerage, you see things from a different level. You know, do you feel like things have changed in the past five months? Have there been any progress when it comes to the available <laughs> margins that you know, are there for carriers and brokers? I think there has, if you know where to look. Um, I don't see, as of the moment, any wholesale market shifting trend line uh, uh, manifesting. Um, but at the same time, we are seeing relief a little bit on the margin side. And we are seeing the attitude of carriers shift uh, and the conversations that we're having with shippers shift. Shippers are, are starting to wake up to the reality that um, 
the party's not over yet. Um, but last call is on its way when, mm. it comes to, when it comes to low rates. And so for the shippers who are, who have been through uh, multiple market cycles, I think they understand that they're going to have to really shore up their relationships with their providers. Otherwise, the people that they've crapped on for the last year are going to come back with a vengeance. Yes, sir. I think that is the basic understanding that is around the marketplace right now, especially with the a large amount of capacity leaving in, in yellow. And it's just an opportunity for other players to grab that available freight that's out there on the market. Everything's not locked in anymore. <laughs> it's a right. lot of moving. It's a lot of shuffling right now. Um, so it's just interesting to see. And well, let me ask this. You said that maybe not too many trend lines that are marketable, huge margins in the freight right now, but are there any operational types or any types of commodities that maybe you've seen have kept their margins intact during this process? Like uh, anything like maybe a cross-border operation or maybe folks who specialize in moving pharmaceuticals or things like that. Uh, have you noticed any of that? Yeah, so we don't play in the pharmaceutical or the cross-border space, but I do know people that do. And from what I understand from those two specific niches, um, those margins have been able to maintain themselves fairly, fairly effectively through this last market shift. Um, so I think that I think if you're moving pharmaceuticals, you're sitting pretty good. If you're moving cross-border stuff, depending on the contracts and the lanes that you're looking at, you're sitting pretty good. Um, also, if you if you are involved. Uh, in a lot of high-touch, multi-stop, uh, maybe even white glove operations, you're doing pretty well. Um, what the, what's really suffered in the last year is the simple freight. You know, the, the, the one pick, one drop van load that everyone and their brother is fighting over. You're not going to have, and specifically as it pertains to, to double brokering, you are not going to have a double broker who calls you on a one pick 10 drop nursery load that requires a lift gate. You're just not because they know they're not going to find it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so, so the more, the more complicated, the more complex your freight, uh, I think the more, the more you've been able to see those margins maintain. Also, I think you've seen customer loyalty retained in those sectors as well. We're very big in the nursery space and we move a lot of USDA loads as well. And so in those two specific loads or those two specific types of freight, uh, relationship with the shipper and uh, constant communication regarding every aspect of those loads is crucial because that product is, is perishable. And specific to the USDA products, it's, that product is perishable and it's being monitored by the government. So you don't want to mess up a USDA load because you may not get another government contract if you do. So we're really on the, we're really focused on the high touch, high value type of loads. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when you say nursery, you mean plants and such, right? Correct. Plants and trees. Man, I remember finding a shipper or, you know, a broker rather who had a great relationship with a shipper just on the cusp of florida like so you know you can't really get good rates exiting florida but i found somebody found somebody who had consistent opportunities and they were paying very well so yep. you know those are things i recall us talking you want networking to be a huge part of this one talk about that a little bit 
Yeah. So again, sitting across the table, breaking bread, sharing a drink and having a conversation with somebody goes farther than a thousand phone conversations ever will uh, or a million emails ever will. Uh, And that's oddly enough, though, it's the one thing that brokers and carriers rarely do. Carriers have conferences where they all get together and talk. And there's a lot of griping about brokers. Brokers have TIA and a a lot of other uh, uh, conferences where they get together, they talk, they share best practices, they talk about sales. Uh, But we're so siloed uh, that never the two sides meet, it seems. And so I think that the value in the networking at the summit comes from the fact that from from what I understand, nobody, or if somebody is doing it, very few people are actually engaging both sides of the transportation equation saying, hey, we need you guys to come together so that both of you, both sides of the equation can become more profitable, develop your best practices, and everybody wins when that happens. I don't know of another event that does this with that intentionality. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's very exciting times ahead. Uh, this is very unique. And I'm happy to be able to highlight this bad boy. And uh, I want to talk more. Give me a second to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Exalted Innovations LLC, which is an organization founded on faith in 2020. Exalted Innovations is providing safe and efficient 3PL services throughout the (coughs) Dallas-Fort Worth area and is currently expanding into the New Jersey, the Atlanta, and the Miami areas. Transloading, cross-docking, distribution, inventory audits, and consulting in the areas of e-commerce, sourcing, and procurement. Also giving out some discounts for anybody that's interested in their warehousing. Six months or more, they'll give you 5% off for the first two months. So if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you need some opportunities, some storage, I would say reach out to those folks at Exalted Innovations. And the funny thing is, me bringing that up right here, I, I mean, the question for you is, was this event, the Broker Carrier Summit, your first time having to for an event? <laughs> yes. And the clumsiness with which I pursued it is uh-huh. of that. <laughs> it's funny. So so the Indianapolis Summit, I, I put a couple of phone calls out to some people that, that I knew and a couple of uh, colleagues of mine knew in the industry. I wasn't really interested in sponsorship because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to put my name behind it at that point. I don't even know what this is going to be. Uh, but interestingly enough, the the first summit in Indianapolis, we 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 had it a week before TIA mm-hmm. in April, and I remember going to TIA, and all of my conversations ended up revolving around not necessarily linkage and what we were doing, um, but around the summit, and I came back with a list of companies, a page long. Who, were, who have said, hey, I want to know more about what you're doing. I may want to put my name behind it. And so we had conversations. And I think we, we are up to 16 sponsors at this point. Hey. And we, we have four more that we're, trying, we're, we're talking to this week and next week. Uh, a couple of them are going to be very exciting if they, actually, if they, if they uh, follow through. And I think it's been a very interesting learning experience for me because, again, I tell all the sponsors, I tell all the people that I talk to about the event, I am not an event planner. I'm a freight broker. (laughs) I'm a freight broker who is planning an event. 
So be gentle with me as you review <laughs> the, right. the event. I'll make sure all the trucks and all the people get there. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but this is a little outside my uh, my wheelhouse. But we're getting a lot of positive feedback. And what I've found that's encouraging is there are a lot of companies and a lot of people who are not only interested, but investing their time, their money, and their energy in this conversation. That's encouraging. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are any of these sponsors going to uh, be speaking at the event that's happening? I don't know if we said this specifically, but the Broker Carrier Summit is taking place in Tampa, Florida. Is that October 12th and 13th? 12th and 13th. And we have a welcome reception on the 11th as well for those who are able to join us. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. And are any of those sponsors, uh, you know, believing in the cause and saying that they want to actually speak at this event? Yes. So every every sponsor who is, every company who is sponsoring the event is given the opportunity to speak. And when I talk to people who want to sponsor the event, I tell them, it's, it's good. Thank you for wanting to put your, your dollars behind this. Do you want to put your va- your face and your voice behind this as well? Because that goes farther than dollars. Um, and almost all of them have said yes. Um, and so what we're trying to do is if you're sponsoring the event, we want to highlight your company in a way that's one, not salesy. And two, again, adds value to everyone in attendance. So I'll give an example. Uh, our, our platinum sponsor, Neutral, right? Uh, they are a curated load board focused on mid-sized to larger uh, carriers, curated for brokers uh, within their specific networks, okay? They are a company that is designed with partnership-driven relationships between carriers and brokers in mind. And so their platform is a platform that will help facilitate those kinds of relationships, okay? Um, also, uh, so one of our other sponsors, green screens, same thing. They're big into, uh, pricing automation tools that again, helps brokers bid out lanes. At the same time, if you're a carrier who is looking to deepen your relationship with your brokers, you can let your brokers know where you're at from a price perspective and they will have, and your, your brokers will have a dynamic pricing tool with which to benchmark those rates and give actual real-time feedback that they can have confidence in and trust in without having to go to DAT and wonder whether or not the information is from last month or last year. Right. Right. So all the companies that we're talking to are driven by this desire for partnership. I hear you, man. And uh, I believe I met some of the green screen team, at a logistics event here in the Atlanta area, not too long ago, um, mm-hmm. who was that? It was, it was some. I think I met somebody by the name of Charm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Charm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I, I met. Think I met that brother, but um, probably see him at some some more events in the future. But yeah, no, that's dope, man. I, I completely understand the sponsorship journey. You know, just having this podcast that didn't originally start 
as a podcast. I really was just talking to people trying to get the game out there so I can learn and so that other people can learn and get exposed to new opportunities. Uh, but now that I'm here, <laughs> you know, we're, yeah. we're three years deep. Why not? So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting journey, just like you said. Um, very new, but it's cool at the same time. And for you guys, how, how did you decide on Tampa as the location, you know, with the first one being in the state of Indiana? Yeah, so we asked uh, the, the attendees in Indianapolis a couple questions at the end. One was, did you get value? And two was, would you return? And to my surprise, I think to the surprise of everybody else who was, was speaking, every hand went up for both, for both questions. And so I asked a third question. It's like, okay, so you got value from this one. You want to come back and do it again. Where? Where should we have our next one? And the overwhelming sentiment was somewhere sunny. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so we took that feedback uh, and, uh, and we, we, we looked at this, the calendar and picked a date where I thought at the time no additional conferences were being held. Um, and I think we were able to squeeze in just after on the tail end of DATCon. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's how we landed on Tampa. I was originally thinking Nashville, um, uh, but, uh, Nashville didn't work out, uh, maybe, maybe sometime in the future. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of freight moving in that area. A lot of folks, especially if we're talking about, uh, hop, skip and a jump down into freight alley, which is Chattanooga. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of transportation participants in that area. But yeah, Tampa, man, that sounds pretty dope. And uh, what kind of inspired you to extend it? Yeah, so again, that's directly from feedback that we gained from the attendees in Indianapolis. So one of the things that I think people fail to do often enough is actually listen to the feedback that they ask for. Um, And so when we took, we had an after a a uh, post-conference survey of the Indianapolis event, we asked them, what would you want to see at the next event? Uh, and overwhelmingly, the, uh, the, the response came back more times to network or a dinner or a happy hour or more times to have organic conversations. Um, and so we took that and we built in two networking opportunities. The first is going to be a welcome uh, ceremony, welcome, set, uh, welcome uh, uh, reception. That's the word. It escaped me. Um, on the 11th, and it's going to be for two hours uh, to kind of kick off the, uh, the the summit. The second one is going to be, and that one's sponsored by uh, TAFs and Cargo Chief jointly. The second one is going to be a uh, rooftop networking opportunity sponsored by Zelle, uh, and that's going to include uh, a rooftop bar experience with a, a, from what I understand, a pirate water taxi. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure what that what that looks like. If we're going to be on a pirate ship, or if it's just going to have a picture of a pirate on the side, but we're going to find <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> you got me, man. Yeah. Uh, so again, just trying to just to show people who, again, we're in a thankless industry. We, they do we do a thankless job. We want to show the people that get overlooked that you are actually appreciated for the value you bring, not for the money you make somebody else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Well, look, I truly appreciate you joining me. Was there anything specific that you wanted to say that we didn't get a chance to touch on? I know the first session was a, a huge success, um, and now we've grown to a uh, a larger venue, more people will expect it, a longer time, you know, or at least more time to actually network. Was there anything about the second event that we didn't get a chance to cover that you think is very, very important right now? Yes. Uh, the summit, the event is just the beginning. The goal is not just to create, and we're going to roll some things out toward the end of the summit. Uh, in October that I'm really excited about. Uh, the goal is not just to have another conference. The goal is to create a meaningful community that brokers and carriers can know that if they're, if they're working within the network, within the community, they're working with trusted partners. So the summits, we're going to have a couple of summits a year. Uh, that's only the tip of the iceberg as to what we have planned. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, just you being in the position that you're in, if you meet the ideal carrier, does that mean that you would then try to source that type of business through your brokerage? And let me season it with this. I know that you and I even interacted about some potential drayage opportunities, you know, a new, mm -hmm. new situation for your brokerage, but, you know, just exploring the opportunities. You think you're into it for that type of networking for your own company as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, connections can be made at, you know, I make connections in our conversation and make connections at TIA, uh, make connections at other conferences that I've been to. The goal is to, I'm a firm believer in a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, if, if we get the opportunity to interact with carriers outside of our network for linkage at the summit, we're absolutely going to talk to them about how can linkage become your sales arm. Um, absolutely 100%. Or if we meet agents that are independent on their own, that are struggling to handle their back office uh, uh, workload, we'll absolutely talk to them, pull them aside and say, hey, Linkage also has an agency side. Why don't we talk more about how we can help you build your business? And yes, Linkage benefits from that. Uh, but the goal is, is cooperation. And the goal is helping others build their businesses and their brands as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, man, it's uh, definitely been a pleasure. And if there's anything I can do to help from here, please just keep me posted. Um, but, yeah, that's that's everything, man. Uh, did you have any closing words? No. I, again, I appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure every time I, we, we, we speak. And uh, if you get a chance to come down to Tampa, I'd love to uh, to share a drink with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will definitely keep you posted on that. So thank you. And uh, everybody, so we have a couple conversations scheduled. We have one on Wednesday with uh, Denim. Denim is a factoring company that really pours into the brand new brokerage. So the mom and pop shop, you got to be able to provide that money, those, that, those payments to your carriers immediately to grow your company. So they really do put a lot of time and attention into the brand new broker. So I'm going to be interviewing their CEO, which I'm very excited for. And next week, next Monday, uh, I'm excited about this conversation as well. This young brother is moving and shaking. The creator of Weather Optics it has started getting his products integrated with 
so many things transportation related and it's perfect it's, it's just a, the perfect platform because everybody has to know what the weather conditions are going to look like and he actually forecasts the type of you know impact some of these storms are going to have when it comes to transportation so looking forward to highlighting him next monday weather optics so yeah again i appreciate all the support everybody and uh you know i'll catch y'all next time thanks dan thanks joy